listening to Barstool Bender. Welcome back to another awesome episode of Barstool Banter. I'm your host, Dave, and yes, I may already be drunk. Uh, with me, as always, is the lovely Nikki. Hello. And we have our resident bartender, Johnny, with us again tonight. Good evening. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, man. That's all I got. I'm... <laughs> We, that Cards Against Humanity game last night really took a lot of the wind out of my sails, which is why I'm having a red eye for our start of the bot broadcast shot here. All right. Well, before you do that red eye, let's introduce our guest. Our guest tonight is Austin. He is the owner of Billy's, yep. and that's uh, Snively and Snively and Brainerd. Um, <laughs> there, there is no bar on Snively. Well, West Tisher and Gene Duluth. West T-shirt. T shirt. Wet T shirt. Oh. And Jean Duluth. West oh. T shirt. Only on Fridays do they have the wet T shirts. And as of right now, oh. we are open. <laughs> oh. Well, well oh, okay. nobody's open. Nobody's open. No, no, we are. You are? No, we are. Well, we're definitely going to go no, there. Yeah. Just don't tell anybody. I hope this podcast isn't public. Um, you're right. This is it's just, just for the five. Yeah, just for the yeah, yeah, just yeah. private podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yep. This is just a state for us. Um. So yeah, let's get this going. Uh, we have some shots in front of us. Johnny is about to do a red eye, which is something I've never seen unless. And it's in what the is movies. in that, Johnny? This is a shot of vodka with some hot sauce, clamato juice beer and an egg oh my god okay well you enjoy that (laughs) breakfast of champions that just i mean it looks interesting and we also have uh kane with us he is uh we had some mic trouble so we're down a mic but kane is here he's uh here i'm here (laughs) <laughs> oh, that's so much better. He's here. That was some sure, child. Uh, we, we don't that was some kid in the <laughs> I can't believe you just did that. Don't Dude, knock it till you try. Amazing, it. actually, that you did do that. You're gonna feel like a million bucks here. In or he's gonna be or, no. It, it, it's sort of a, it's, it's sort of the last ditch effort. Ladies and um, gentlemen, listening, if you want to know where the coronavirus came from, it's from the red eye. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a red eye flight from China. (laughs) We've all had one of those. Well, you know, being you know the the live podcast we did last night, there was a case of Corona in the house. (laughs) It was just a twelve pack, and it was Corona light, so it doesn't count. Sniffles, yeah, just just sniffles. Just sniffles. That's all it was. It's the kind you recover from. Yeah, with your lung function intact. (laughs) A simple egg in the morning. Hey, so now, Allison, you're the owner of Billy's. How long have you owned that bar? Uh, going on uh, six months now. Six months? New yes. New yes. Bar. It's fresh. Fresh and new. And I'm assuming you got in. You started bartending before you ever owned the bar. I Absolutely. I started washing dishes there at 14. So it's been in the family. It was the idle hour and uh, the primetime steakhouse before that, which has been in business now for, I mean, 60 years. <clears throat> We've known it for 20. Okay. So uh, my dad took it over. He got fired from the Budweiser uh, distributors for you know. We being... don't know. No. Well, no. Yeah. Well, if you want to know, I'll tell you. <laughs> no. He uh, <laughs> he uh, he he left. We'll just say he left Budweiser, and uh, he ended up buying this bar and um, came up on a nice little spot on the corner of the middle of the country. And now, you know, twenty years later, I mean, the place is 
completely different, which is any place out in the country. You know, everyone is busier. Real estate's up. Everything's changed versus when he bought it. I mean, there was there was nothing but a couple of rednecks hanging out in there, you know. But uh, did, yeah, you, uh, did you build the building around the rednecks in the parking lot and just decided that this was a good idea for a place to build a park? <laughs> yeah, they'd rather just a little shack with a couple holes in the wall and you just don't ask questions. But that's kind of what it is. We have windows, though, so they don't like windows. They don't like daylight. <laughs> By the way, if, uh, if you got little holes, you know, just don't expect there to be a woman on the other side. <laughs> They've been using the just, holes yeah, for years. Like, what the hell? What the hell is wrong with you guys? My dad's like, God, I can't get rid of these guys. I just get a pecker coming through every day. So, um, no, he took it over and uh, built it up from the bottom up. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of history with the place. It used to be Ma Quigley's. And Quigley's was a place like Hugo's, if you've ever been to Brimson. Not yeah. If you go up to Brimson, there's a place called the Hugo's. No, wait a minute. I'm thinking of the sub place down there. Yeah, in Gary probably very similar i mean you got a tackle shop you got chips and salsa and no. beer and then you got a you got a tiny little barn which serves beer and liquor but you got to buy a jug of liquor that sounds country it. as hell right I mean, very country. i mean it's 45 minutes away from where we're at hour and 15 minutes from here so right? that's like a setup bar totally oh, okay totally setup bar. you have your own locker you take a locker rental right and you put your jug of whiskey in there you never heard of a setup bar no it's very old school what? You basically bring your own liquor to like the bar, service? and then they have the mixers yep. and, what, and the ice and they and charge you else. for the mixer and they yep. charge you for the oh. mixer and yeah, yep. Which 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 works? It really does because if you if you are going to just charge mixers, I mean, you do the math. I mean, it's pure profit, really. Um, so he took over a place that was you know originally like that. I mean, they sold gas and all this stuff. And uh, this is uh, back in like you know I'm I'm talking like 1918 you know 1920 you know so I mean th- this building specific building has been there forever you know so to keep it running and keep it going is a is a it's an honor really you know especially for the community and for people that don't know you know a lot of people out here are very uh, snooty and uh, proud to be in the the next hot spot where. You know, there's a lot of history in a lot of these places. Sorry. I'm You're loving that Moscow Mule. <laughs> just tried oh my Moscow God. Mule there. Did you just have an orgasm on the other side I, there? I, God. I am a little sticky down there. <laughs> my, um, maybe I should take a 10-minute break. <laughs> uh, yes, Johnny, if I get a Moscow Johnny, I'm going to tell you right now, I don't know what you're doing, but my God, the look and the, the vibe that you're sending out right now, bartender of the year. You want an uh, O face? Come you know, and see I've, Johnny. I've been, I've been nominated for that for the reader, but I that should be handled by like a competition, not a personality. Con- or, uh, what is it? Uh, popularity Vote. contest. Yeah. yeah. How many people can click on a website? Uh, there's a reason why I made Johnny our resident mixologist for the podcast <laughs> for multiple orgasms. Intoxicologist, Dave. Intoxicologist. That is the preferred vernacular, I believe, is the. No, I thought mixologist was what he preferred. It's beautiful. If you want him to ever make you anything, stop calling him that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so it is my on. least favorite word. <laughs> so, so moving moist on. Moist is mine. Um, I don't like the word moist. Been a bar owner for six months now. Uh, well, and six, and before that, years. actually, before that, I mean, this is this is the third business I have bought. Okay. So th- this is a business that I came up on because of the fact that the family was in need of help. Okay. And so it's either the family sells the company that I started at, okay, 
at 14 years old doing dishes and then bussing tables and serving tables and then going up to bartending at 17 years old. You know, I'm not going to watch that business go to anybody else. Right. You know, I was I was in a different position. I had two companies out in Los Angeles owning owning two different bars out there doing very well. But when your family is in struggle and, and when everything that you have done is because of the family that you have. Right. Are you going to let that go away? Are you kidding no. me? No. Give me, another, give, me, give me another reason to move back to Minnesota. Are you kidding me? I'm, I'm gone. So, so you know, do you miss the bar scene in L.A. then? No, not, not even a little bit. I mean, maybe 5% just because of the, uh, <clears throat> the high rate of uh, uh, cocktails going in and out. Um, the bars that I was working at out there were very high speed. You know, versus out here, it's uh, you got to attend to the person. You know, versus out there, you're right? Like, you know, you you want three Klondike bars, ten Jaeger bombs, three watermelon, blah, 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 and all the, you know, fucking four monkey fuckers or whatever the hell it is. <laughs> you know, I want a monkey fucker. What is monkey that? fucker sounds delicious. A monkey, a chocolate monkey fucker screwing on a telephone pole. That's, you know, when uh, someone comes up and asks you that, I'm and you're like, of. Let's, <laughs> let's get that recipe out there. <laughs> yeah, right. And you're like, so what's in that? They're like, I don't know. You're like, okay, I'll make it up for you. <laughs> Hope you like 151. <laughs> well, I mean, we, we do have a special shot coming up in this podcast. Uh, glad you're going to be a part of it. Uh, sweaty Mexican Lumberjack. Uh, we're going to have that here in a little bit. <laughs> Which is called the Jameson. <laughs> I've, I've got the stuff in the car. You do not. <laughs> yes. Oh my god! All right. H- hope you like sawdust. <laughs> no, that's, that's the one with the hot sauce and the mayonnaise. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it sounds good. It sounds like a meal. We're all here for you. I always have hot sauce, sauce and mayonnaise in my car. I don't know. <laughs> why you're questioning well, I just, I just, I just, uh, I just did a, some a raw egg, and, so and, some and I think it has fell in love. <laughs> my wedding I'm ring just breakfast. fell off. <laughs> No, I'm just. You had me at maintenance tonight. I like to hold that over Johnny's head. Uh, we are going to do that shot um, at some in, point. The, in, in the future at some point. Uh, you know, it's going to be a video that only our Patreon uh, uh, subscribers will be able to see or donators. Uh, so be sure to donate to our Patreon and uh, you know help us keep that booze flowing, or at least get better equipment. Can the, you hear my whiskers? This is the first time I. <laughs> really don't want anybody to <laughs> put any money in that account man yeah. oh my god i've put only made i've only the made these before and i've never actually drank one but it, johnny needs to drink a sweaty mexican, mexican yes yeah, johnny lumberjack. johnny's been around the block about 10 I times over. i do think that we're gonna take some bets to see who pukes so I vote me. <laughs> it's probably Dude, gonna happen you just, you just, red eye. Yeah. are you kidding me that's you just swallowed it's like a worse than a bar mat that shot. My God. That's one thing I've never actually done, and I always kind of wanted to. Do well, and it, it works. It does. I, I've heard it. I can't remember the movie that it was done in or whatever it was, but. No, I can't. I know there was a comedy bit. There, there was something with the guy doing laugh. a red eye, and the guy was like revived and ready oh, to rock and roll. So back, back to your bars in L.A., uh, what kind of bars were they? Complete dive bars. So one of them was called the High and Dry, which is in Torrance. And the high and, dry, high and dry. High and dry. So a lot of people would come in. <clears throat> for instance, when I first took it over from my grandfather, he had it in 92. And then I bought it from him back in 2012. People would come in thinking it was a laundromat. Because if you hang them high, high and, 
they yeah, hang and dry, right? Yeah. And people would come in thinking it was a high and dry for a laundromat, and it wasn't. And the next thing you know, they're having a couple beers and having a good time. So my grandfather, he had that. He named it after his uh, first fishing boat, and uh, which was the high and dry one. So the high and dry two was the bar, right? So a lot of people knew that. It was a big, uh, like, uh, fisherman's bar, right? It was in a little bit of a neighborhood in Torrance, California. And uh, the second bar was called the Zebra Room. The Zebra Room was the hot spot. The Zebra Room was uh, the bar um, on Hawthorne Boulevard and Torrance Boulevard. In, uh, over by Delamo Ball, Mall, um, you know, there was a, you know, it's, it's like the second biggest shopping mall in the United States or something like that, next to the Mall of America. Anyways, um, you're talking to a lot of the audience who hasn't left Superior, I know. Wisconsin. Which is great. <laughs> you guys are sheltered I don't children. leave the Twin Ports. So, here, let me enlighten you. Um, so, I mean, like, in since... There, I, the, mean, I don't when, know... If, when the Corona outbreak first started, we thought it was a sale on Corona beer. Yeah, you're like, I'm buying up. <laughs> I used to go to the cities um, for Chipotle and Buffalo Wild Wings. Buffalo Wild Wings. And then we got them up here, so I'd literally never leave... The okay, course. so do you guys ever did Anywhere. you guys ever see in the news? It had to be like two, three years ago. Um, a guy shot a guy in the mall, Delama Mall. You're also speaking no. to a lot of people that don't watch the news. Well, well, let me inform all of you people that don't let watch the talk. news. You sheltered human beings. Um, guy killed a guy. It was on CNN and all this crazy shit, right? Then, then like days later, there was this huge shooting over in uh, the bowling alley, over in Torrance. A couple people get shot and Wait, killed no, and all this crazy shit. That, okay. That's a mile and a half away from my bar, right? So, I mean, they're, they're, we're already, like, on high alert, you know? Yeah. So we were in a high-volume place. And, I mean, that door, the second you open up, we're open from 10 o'clock in the morning to 2 o'clock in the morning, right? And you are busy from 10 to 2 o'clock in the morning every single day, you know? Um, when I took over the high and dry, more of a neighborhood bar, you know, very slow in business. When I took it over, we're doing like $200 from 6 o'clock to 2 o'clock in the morning. I mean, pathetic. And all we did was was beer and liquor, right? No food, no nothing. And, I, and out in L.A., which is similar to here in, you know, Minnesota, if you're in the city limits, you can you can cater just alcohol and beer. So we, that that in L.A., we have the Liquor 48, both of the places. And um, I would sit there from 1030 at night till 2 o'clock in the morning and uh, – read the newspaper and then there was like two nights in from just doing that and i have these two ghetto guys come in teardrops the whole fucking thing you know cholos rolling in punking me i'm 21 i have no idea what's in any cocktail i've bartended out in here in minnesota at 17 i know what a screwdriver is i know what a bud light is you know whatever so i'm tossed to the wolves i'm alone i have these two cholos rolling in we have a bar that sits about 20 people. I mean, both these bars are small, right? You can fit maybe 80 people, right? In total. Yeah. I mean, packed, yeah. right? But these guys, th these people out here, they drink and they drink and they drink and they drink. So you're doing $3,000 a night. For instance, now, you know, when I left, we're doing $4,300 in sales a night. And you're the only bartender. So you're sitting there and you have these guys that are like, you know, punking you, punking you. Let me get... Um, to uh, um, what's it called? The Blue Long Island uh, Blue Motorcycle. No, or adios, uh, motherfuckers. adios, motherfuckers. They go. Let me get two adios, motherfuckers. I'm like, what the fuck? 
Like, sure. So you go in the office, you're on your phone, you're like looking up the recipe. Oh, yeah, yeah like, absolutely. The fuck is this? Like, a shit ton of alcohol. So I'm going to put a shit ton of alcohol. So I get these guys fucking hammered. And they're fucking threatening my ass. They're threatening me. And then I get them more and more drunk. So I just start feeding them alcohol. Next thing you know, we're best friends. We're having a great time. <laughs> they end up tipping me a shit ton of money. You know? That could have gone in a completely <laughs> different <laughs> Could have gone the whole other yeah, way. You know? Like, I mean, I'm just scared for my life. I'm a little Minnesota boy from Duluth, Minnesota. North of Duluth, Minnesota. And I'm living in the big old city. I, mean, I, can't, I can't see in any universe where you are a little boy. You almost hit your head on my ceiling fan coming from here. <laughs> I was like a 6'5", pudgy-faced, no facial hair, buzz-cut, little innocent boy. And I was. The perfect altar boy. Right. And they, yes. oh, Seriously. No, him, I had, on, I had him on his knees would totally not work out. <laughs> yeah. These guys I mean, are looking at me like, yeah, he's unless, the answer. <laughs> unless the priest is into belly button stuff. It's just and my work. priest Don't was, actually. Try. Did we go to the same church? Yeah, Sir Benedict's. Remember him? <laughs> I love Sir Ben. Yeah. <laughs> God, he knows how to pour a beer. So, you know, that was oh, my Saint first... Benedict's, I'm th- sorry. That was Sir my Benedict's is <laughs> like sandwiches and shit, right? Yes, yes it is. <laughs> but that was my first, uh, like, serious uh, encounter with, like, anyone from the ghetto. You know, in my mind, it's like, oh, everyone's ghetto, whatever, no big deal. But, I mean, that was, that was a huge, serious thing, you know, where I was I, legit scared for my life. And then, I, and then I closed the bar, and I had these two guys come in, and I never saw them again, but they're talking about punking people and all this crazy stuff. So it was like when I went to West Duluth Pizza Hut the other day, and I oh, got God. really scared, because it was a terrifying experience in a ghetto area. It's so not. There was just a lady that was walking back and forth in front of the West Duluth Pizza Hut, yelling at herself, and I got a little freaked out. Schizophrenia. But I mean, now too, okay, to being out in L.A., running these two bars for the past eight years let's say you come out here to Duluth people out here are crazy now Duluth has changed and now um, um, the ghettos out here are ghetto they are totally ghetto if not more ghetto than Compton and all these crazy places out in Los Angeles and that's and, and I wish everybody would know that the fact that you do have to watch your back there's more stolen cars out here than any of my friends out in Los Angeles, there's more stabbings, more muggings, more anything, because you have all these people from Chicago and everyone being shipped out here and all this crazy stuff, and it is the fucking truth. It is, period. It is the truth, and if people want to deny that, then wake up. Then go walk your ass down to Los Angeles or New York or wherever you think people are crazy and ghetto and you are going to be in for a rude awakening well, you're not going to see it right now no in our houses. but no but people people out there are welcoming they're like hey man like you, you just move out here let's be friends like whatever cool and then all of a sudden you have like 13 friends and you're safe and everything's cool versus out here you're like you got to watch your back period blackberry casino you gotta watch your back you gotta watch your back anywhere out here because it is small town. I think in small town, people think that nothing happens, and this is where the, the crimes do really, truly happen. Out in Los Angeles, I mean, you have crazier instances where people pull a knife or a gun and stuff like that, and it's more, like, casual. People are like, oh, this is... That's it's like it. a handshake? Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, hey yeah. <laughs> totally. Nice to meet you, too. God, like Ralph. In, like in New you're York, a great like, guy. Fuck you. Fuck you, too. Drinks later. Yeah. Fuck you again. Totally. And and it is. It really, truly is. Versus out here, it's like, you really do have to kind of watch over your shoulder. 
my wife, she's born and raised in Torrance, California. You know, she grew up in Compton, right on the border of Compton and on the Inglewood. You know, she comes out here and she's like, we go downtown. She goes, oh my god, this is crazy out here. We we got we got hustled for a lighter the other day. We're down there by uh, Minnesota Surplus. We want to go in there see my buddy Rick. He runs a place. Wonderful guy. We're like a block away and this, this this couple comes up and they hustle us for a lighter. It's like, okay, I'm worried. <laughs> I'm worried. And I'm in Duluth, Minnesota. You know, it doesn't matter where you are. Things and shit is everywhere. The, uh, the bars are um, definitely the hot spot for a lot of these people to just go and feel like, you know, they're going to be welcome and... Yeah. They can do whatever well, they want. I don't think any bar should make you feel like that. Uh, you know, if I walk into a bar that I don't know and I don't feel welcome the second I go through that door, I'm going to turn right around and leave. Totally. Yeah, me too. Totally. It's, Absolutely. It's, you you it, walk into a bar and everyone's like, you know, swing over and looking right at you. And I've, I've so been that person in multiple bars. That's like, who the fuck is that? Right. You know what? I'm going to go somewhere else. No, exactly. Yeah. You know? But I also try to be kind of nice. I try. Speaking of being welcomed in bars um yeah we've kind of explained this to you a little bit we're uh you know hitting that time to where our shot glasses are rather dry um so we're gonna have johnny whip us up some shots real quick uh, keep that liquid courage going on and while he's doing that uh, you've been telling us a lot of awesome stories um so i mean i i'm sure you have like a awesome bar story that sticks out in your head where you just had the most fun and absolutely the most fun i don't think any of them are fantastic you know i can think about some fun times and you know some proud moments and those also relate with some bad not fun moments you know it's funny because uh every i heard this guy this just comes to mind right now um i heard this guy named britain and he's uh, running Harley Davidson Company now, and he's doing well. He was a door guy. I hear him on. It's his first day of night. <clears throat> I have a wedding party coming at the high and dry. I'm running the high and dry at the time. I have these people drinking out in the back lot, and you can't have people out in Los Angeles drinking open containers. Otherwise, you will be shut down. You'll get a you know $5,000 fine. You'll be shut down for 30 days. I mean, it's a huge, huge, huge problem, right? So I have these people drinking out there, and they are regulars of mine, so they're having their party there, whatever. I walk out there. I'm like, what the hell is going on here? You guys are drinking. This is illegal. I don't want to come back out here and tell you guys again. You know, half hour later, I go back out there. You guys, are you kidding me? Like, I mean... You, you, you're putting my business in jeopardy, which is putting your bar into jeopardy. You know, I want you all to leave. If one of you people walk back in here, I'm going to fucking knock you out. And that was what I said. So I have this guy. I'm pouring up a fireball shot at the other end of the bar. And I look over my right shoulder, and I have this Samoan guy. He comes over, and he's, like, pumping up the crowd. And he's, like, throwing his hands up, like, like almost, like, rallying everybody up. And I'm, like, I'm pouring this shot. I'm, like, whatever. You know, I put it down. I see him walking behind the bar. And he walks over behind the bar, and I just clock him right in the face. Perfectly square in the chin. Like, I mean, like, one of those, like, 50% shots. Like, you didn't even put it your all. You just, like, threw your fist in the air, right? And I knocked him out clean. He falls right into the well. He breaks every bottle in my well. The ice, all of it, he's laying there. He starts seizing up. I leave him on the floor, and I start bartending again. 
I'm, I'm dishing out cocktails. I'm here As to make money. I'm here to make yes. money. I'm here to make money. And you know what? That's what we're here to do. And I have this dead body next to me. And my buddy Britton, first day on shift, he walks in the bar and I'm like, you need to take this body and you need to take him out of here right now. And this guy's like on the floor. What did you do to him? How dare you? I'm freaking out and all this stuff. The night goes on. I got people. They, they come up to me like $20. Oh, my God. That was amazing. $20. That was amazing. $50. That was amazing. I made I made my 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 night's rent that night, which was $1400. Oh, you had to do right? knock a guy out. Like, I, didn't I clocked him and it felt great. I didn't even hurt my hand. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, damn right. Hercules, what's up? So, uh, long story short, I go to this birthday party, which is more recent. It's like 2018. I go to this birthday party and this guy's bullshitting with this kid over by the jumping thing like oh my god i'm talking to my wife my god that guy's hilarious you know he's like harassing his kid just being funny right so we go to this after party with my whole family which is my wife's family and uh come to find out the guy that i knocked out was my now cousin-in-law or whatever the hell it is (laughs) so now so me and him are like really tight you know yeah he came up to me goes hey you know who i am i'm like no he goes i'm siona you knocked me out at the Hydra and uh, changed my life. <laughs> he hasn't drank since. He has. He's been completely sober. He has five kids now. He had one yeah, kid I, then. I, I I'm think like, that'd be a huge yeah. wake up, moment. right? You know, you walk in there and you start seizing up. And uh, I had a buddy there, Reggie. He uh, will you punch me in the face? <laughs> yeah, change your life changed forever. <laughs> but I had a buddy. The cops show up. Dave, I didn't mean that as a knock yeah. on you. <laughs> Well, no, Dave, Dave does like the violent sex. I yeah. did go over this earlier. We heard a lot before the show about what goes on in the bedroom. My God. You think this is bad? I have a killer uppercut. <laughs> yeah. God, you should see the size of the guy's chin. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Well, they don't make them like that on Easter Island for nothing. I mean, there's, there's a reason why those big statues have got a chin like that. The, the caliber. Yeah. But yeah, no, I mean uh, that was a, that was a big thing for my buddy Britton, and uh, the cops are like, "How many times you guys did you hit that guy?" I said once. And, I mean, I saw the guy before he got in the cop car, and he was just beat up. Come to find out, my buddy Reggie pulled him in the alley and just started beating the shit out of the guy. I'm like, "Yeah, one time." The cops are like, "Good job, nice hit." I'm like, it looks like he got ran over by a car. Like, what do you mean one hit? Like, do your job. But Cops let's do a shot, huh? Cops picturing in his mind your fist just multiplying like the Incredible Hulk. Yeah, Jesus. But I, but I punched him 100 yards. Like, Jesus. Like, the guy looks like he got ran over by a truck. Did, right? you, did, punch you, catch- him, did you punch him into a cement mixer? <laughs> <laughs> so, did you get the license plate of the truck that ran that guy though, over? Well, here's to um, changing somebody's life. I guess. And, uh, Cheers. And which ends up being family. So yeah. that's... So, speaking of family, I do have to give a shout-out to uh, your beloved wife. It is your anniversary today. It is. It is. And <laughs> she let you come do this. <laughs> and not only that, like, let you out of the house to do this. <laughs> right. I mean... To risk our lives. I, I, yeah. Right. We're risking our lives. To we are this. to do this. Yeah. Johnny's the only one not risking Now, the problem right is now. with what well, you're you saying... Well, you kind of are by allowing people into your home. Yeah, which is great because that's why we love Johnny because he's the one true bartender in Duluth, Minnesota that actually gives a shit. He is. He is. 
He's the only one that's ahead I'm of the coughing, game, but ahead of uh, everyone else. And you're coughing. Okay, I gotta go. <laughs> yeah, this has been fun. Would you give him a san- uh But I, uh, I, I texted Johnny in the morning saying, you know, just so you know, it's my wife and I. It's our, you know, our anniversary. I'm trying to get lucky tonight, so I might not be able to be here for too long. My wife kicked me out of the house. Oh, I was like, oh. yeah, don't worry about how late it is. Ain't nothing gonna change in our life. She's reaching for unless the tachi in her side. Unless you're, yes, <laughs> seriously, like she's there sitting breastfeeding that child, DJ diddling. It's like, all right, well, I'm just over here fucking gonna play Red Dead Redemption, I guess. Wicked, or, wicked, wicked, wicked. She got me a video game. She doesn't let me play video games, and she got me a video game to just keep myself busy. It's a, it's a cruel fucking joke that's that we play on guys. No, that's what we do. We, we buy them video games, and then we make sure they don't have time to play them. You, it's a psycho. It is it, insane. It's, it's a thing. It's insane. It's just a fuck with your head. She got me a video game, and I put it in. I install it. And she goes, "Oh yeah, I need firewood. A lot of it. Yep." A cord and a half. It's I'm like, just, okay. It's just a fuck with I guess head. I'm out there splitting wood for If you're a good boy, you can play for a half an hour. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I'm, not to play head, but I'm over oh, the great. whole game. I killed a deer today. Like, that was cool. Actually, Dave, I'm going with a long game with you. Are you? It's not the instant gratification of buying you a video game and then not letting you play it. There's just a long game here. Ten years from now, you're in a world of hurt. Yep. <laughs> when you're in way, way deep. All right, another 20, I'll be in hell. So. <laughs> we all will be. I'm just going to give you seven years to be in prison. <laughs> it's my three-year anniversary. I'm like, God, has it been 100 years already? This is insane. <laughs> my God, we had that a kid. my next question was how long <laughs> Dude, was it? She lets me dry hump her when she's sleeping, which is great. This is so much fun. She left to uh, California yeah, I recently. I think I moved beyond that point some, sometime around middle school. Or the dry humping is... No, it's still a thing. Oh, no, Definitely still a thing. I'm in high school, bro. I, you have I no idea. I dry hump her in some of the most random places. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. All of a sudden, eight seconds later, I'm like, I need to change my, my pants. My parents have <laughs> talked to me about that, and they want you to stop doing it when they're at their house. <laughs> yeah, seriously. It's fucking weird. Yeah. Um, can you have your man my, not yeah. hump you all the Makes time? Makes your dad uncomfortable. Or just, <laughs> you, you, at this point, your dad's like, just give him what he wants just give it to him my yeah, god they're like what is nikki not doing <laughs> yeah seriously <laughs> of course it's my fault can you just put out for the love of god for the you, love of god we, we know you have two kids we know you're having sex <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. i did it twice yeah, oh my god <laughs> you've been out of the house for 20 years like do what you need to do like I, I was out of the house at like 15 years old the second i got my first paycheck i'm like i'm out of here parents are like good luck came back Days later, I'm like, all right, hey, I'm back. I told my mom I was moving out, and she's like, "Do you know how much shampoo costs?" <laughs> <laughs> no, wait, why? Because like, you got to buy that shit when you live by yourself. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna stay here. And you I did. Have, what I are you talking about, mom? I got like a two hundred dollar check. This will yeah. last me forever. Right? Yeah. You have no. I'm, I'm, I'm just. You I'm had just, me at shampoo. Twelve pack of ramen noodles and. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And then I went to the store. I actually, literally, after that conversation, I went to the store. And I'm like, I'm going to show her with my Walmart paycheck from, you know, 16 years old. No, I was 18 at the time because I had already graduated from high school. But I was still working at Walmart. And um, went to the store. I'm like, yeah, me and my friends are getting an apartment. I'm going to go buy some stuff. I bought a laundry basket. I bought shampoo and conditioner and, like, some towels and stuff. And then my whole paycheck was gone, and I'm like, yeah, I think I'm going to stay at my parents' house <laughs> yeah. for a little while longer. And you were in debt. <laughs> Walmart's like, you owe us $37. Um, 
Yeah. You want to open up a credit card? Cost, but that's not all you need to survive. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, 37 years old, bottle of shampoo is kind of like the, the living room table. Uh, you know, it doesn't matter how, you know. What need do you have of the, shampoo? The, the, I use Don The bottle of shampoo. He did have hair it, at one it, point. It gets, <laughs> yeah. it, well, when it gets empty, it magically reappears. Like, it fills up on its own. <laughs> Just like the magical coffee table in the living room. doesn't matter how much shit I pile on it. In the morning, it's gone. You know, dude, I've noticed that too, but the magic only works when I have a girlfriend. <laughs> it's weird. Yeah, it is, it is amazing. Conditioner of like 30 different kinds. You're like, macadamia nut? Like, what is this? Moroccan oil? Oh my Sweet. God, that's so soft. I'm going to yeah, put that on my face. Somebody buys that shit. Face. <laughs> and you laugh. You just wait till you have your first bath bomb. I'm just saying. I've never actually done that. Then you're bath eating bomb. people. I haven't either. I don't even fit in a bathtub. Bath bombs. I, I can't imagine what you have to go through, but I don't even fit in a fucking bathtub. All I want is a bathtub that'll cover my boobs and knees at the same time, and then I will do a bath bomb. So, uh, you know, transitioning from, you know, managing all the bars out in L.A. back up here to your home state of Minnesota and your hometown of Duluth, how, how, how hard was that? Was there any big differences there that you had to overcome? Absolutely. There was um, definitely a culture shock. Um, moving from Minnesota to a big city was a culture shock in its own. And then coming back from a big city after nearly 10 years, moving all over the world and then coming back to Minnesota was a huge, huge culture shock. Everyone out here is like, hey, man. What do you need? What you want? Like, let's 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 paint your house. I'll help you do it. You know, people people out here are so welcoming and door open to help you do all sorts of crazy stuff and and put your put your feet underneath you and make you the better person. It is a real thing. Minnesota nice is a real thing. It, it actually, in a way, like I feel like in even in the cities, like if you if you if you took Minneapolis and compared them to all the other big cities people would be like oh my god people are amazing in minnesota even you know wherever whatever the hell your background is people are like man we live in minnesota we're okay you know which is awesome like there's like a safety zone you know speaking of minnesota nice um we have some shots in front of us we are at that time um so let's uh shot 30 or 15 whatever you want to call it i'm crying i'm crying um tonight we're drinking uh i'm doing some shots of jameson Nikki, you're doing what? Revelstoke Apple? I am. I'm doing V-Cray Vodka. You are not. From Duluth, Minnesota. Austin, do is, doing, uh, Austin is doing gluten-free vodka <laughs> light. <laughs> I'm a gluten-free guy. You know? Okay, don't judge me. I switched to tequila. <laughs> I will not claim that I'm actually doing a Jameson. Cheers. Well, yeah, you don't have to drive home. <laughs> I got to walk upstairs. <laughs> Uh, by the way, uh, heads up, there is a DUI checkpoint in the corner of hallway and kitchen. I'm, I'm, I'm really going to have to watch out for my midnight snack later on. You are going to get fucked. Hopefully, actually. Well, you know what? I'm already on house arrest, so what the fuck difference does it make? Seriously. I, I, my poor boy, John, over here, he has no idea what to do with his hands. He you has know, no idea what to do, I, do with I'm himself. I'm not going to lie. I'm really, I really envy the full-time bartenders right now. Because I mean, they, they get two weeks off. A lot of them get to collect unemployment. Here I am, a plumber, and I've still got to fucking work in the morning. Yeah, Good. Because my pipes right are now. still full. I'm sorry? My pipes are still full. 
I'm still using we'll, my pipes. We'll clean them later, baby. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man, I, I wouldn't baby. necessarily envy. <laughs> don't, don't. I mean, like, I'm a full-time bartender. I have nothing to do. And you, your company when it, when it has it come, other bartenders. When it, when, it come, when it comes down to, like, what unemployment is going to pay me versus what I make in an actual freaking week let's support our resident bartender and donate to the patreon all proceeds the <laughs> will next... go to me drinking a sweaty mexican lumberjack <laughs> so so here's the, the 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 bad side about this me and nikki we have this discussion every month about how much she brings in for the bartending and she gives me the number it's it's a beautiful number and then we're like well where does it go and it's like well we went to the bar three times last week uh, plus, a, plus an Uber or a Sober Pro Home, yeah. you know that's, that's that's the bar. That's her bar paycheck right there. It's an expensive, huge, it's huge thing to do. Yeah, it is. It's huge. I mean, for any, you could like you said, you could work one night a week. That that's that's your take home meal. That's your going out. That's that's your new TV after two weeks. You know, I mean, what? why haven't you got me a new TV? I um, did I say new TV? I said uh, new. Um... I have nowhere to go from this. Uh, so, so, um, so. You got ice? Yes, I do have ice. So, twenty some years bar- working in a bar, right? Um, you know, you've told us some amazing stories out in LA. I'm sure you've got a few here in Duluth. Yep. Or in the Twin Ports area. Now, I see that smile, so I want to hear that one that just came into your mind. People out in Duluth are more of it's more undercover CIA esque people. You know, everything that you do, you know, especially in a small town, is gonna be very quiet and and and, and undercover. Minnesotans you know, are very, very, very res- reserved. Yes. Right. And, and and with that being said, if if I had if I could use the information that I know now, you know how many divorces and lawsuits and things that would happen, it'd be astronomical. And I think the same thing with Johnny. Johnny has information, but that's what a bartender does. It, it is they hold this. It goes in one ear and goes out the other, right, Johnny? No, yeah. it, it it stays in there. But it is shocking. Yeah. <laughs> it is shocking what a stranger will tell you. You know, and, and being an ex-bartender, I've heard some... I've got a little bit of dirt. But being a door guy at a gentleman's club, I got the most dirt. Because people talk to door guys more than they do bartenders. Because half time, we're outside smoking. You know, we're just out front smokers. We don't want to be a part of what's going on in there. So you have the guys coming up to us telling us about how, you know, oh, he's got to do... He was supposed to do this, but he came here instead. Like really, dude? You Which is to also do this for your wife, but you came here. The bar, the the door guy actually has the blunt of the bullshit to yeah. deal with, and and that's the biggest thing is especially with this is you know you can talk to the bartender. Let's say on a busy night. Let's say let's say just say a bartender goes in on shift and they work Friday Saturday nights and they work a busy night. They're dealing with customers, hundreds, 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 you know, freaking pouring cocktails, pouring cocktails. It's the door guys and the bar backs that are sitting there dealing with the bullshit. No. 
which is the same story that I gave earlier. When my buddy, his first night on shift, which is a door guy, he has to peel a dead body off my fucking floor and bring him outside for the cops. Unconscious. Disclaimer, we found out later the body was not dead. It was, in fact, his brother-in-law. All right. right. How his brother-in-law. But but we thought it was dead. He was seizing. Like, he was dead. But um, Still doesn't make what Austin did to him right. I mean, thinking he was dead and doing that to his... Anyways, yeah. moving Anyways, on. I teabagged him once. It didn't matter. Um, <laughs> it was one time. It doesn't matter. He, he deserved it. Anyways, these um, the door guys and the security, I think everyone, especially out here in Duluth, needs to be very, very aware of the fact that those are your friends. Those are the yes. ones that have your fucking back. Absolutely. They are the ones that go, hey, man. Dude, you were cool when you walked in. I got your back. I see that guy's being a fucking asshole. And you know what? We're going to get rid of that problem for you. I want you and your lady to have a good time. But if you are being the problem and the doorman gets physical with you, don't you dare have the problem with the door guy. The door guy is doing his job. And that is my biggest, and that has always been my biggest thing, is the door guy has the biggest biggest job out of anybody well he's the, responsible for the business everybody yeah. you get you get somebody who is under 21 they're the dude that checks the id at the Absolutely. door you yep. have a you have a problem with you know such and such the bartender can't handle it they're the ones who have you know got to be vigilant and yep. they're the ones that are that are paid to really look after the place and it takes a really good mentality when it comes to somebody who's going to be a a bouncer of of that kind of you know caliber where it's not all like let's jerk off to that one Patrick Swayze movie and that's how this shit works no Roadhouse I mean, yes Roadhouse okay yes Roadhouse <laughs> no I'm talking ghosts they're gonna sit back there and they're oh. like this is a problem customer I'm gonna make some pottery with him Duluth bars are getting weird so maybe <laughs> maybe they might start making pottery we got a bunch of hippies out here so you never know. It's going to be hippies and yarn. Um, Roadhouse. Yeah, but it, but it, but it is the truth though. Like I mean, especially with door guys, and, and and with any bouncer, any any bouncer, whether you have experience or not, you will be dealing with extremely stupid shit. And it is oh, the truth. Absolutely. You and know, and these people don't fucking like it. it that, that's how I was introduced to bars. You know, I grew up in the South, so you know, underage drinking was. Hey, Grandpa. Did you finish that batch? And you got some moonshine. So, you know, I started bouncing at a club my stepfather owned or ran. And that's when I was introduced to it. And I've worked at a couple of gentlemen's clubs here as a door guy. Um, and it's stressful. It's not only are you responsible for the business and the patron's safety, you're also responsible for the dancer's safety as well and making sure everybody has a good time. Uh, and that doesn't tell you're going to hear a, just a lot of bullshit stories from people outside right and as well as you know you will not go to the bartender at the end of the night when you're having your cocktail at the end of the night and go hey outside i had a i had to beat the shit out of someone or i had this fucking whatever you know unless it unless things break out into a realm of i need to tell the bartender Bartender is sitting there no. like, man, I've already done my job, man. That I don't need to hear about this. All. That's door your job, and you have to be in the front of the lines. And and being a uh, the front guy, door guy, 
is not a glorious job and being a bar back is not a glorious job. The bartender is the easiest job in a way besides being the host of the entire show where you have to be in control of everything. That's why you have your employees doing such, you know. I mean, I, I got a couple of stories that aren't that aren't mine, but uh, stories that have I, I've managed a bar and just stories of the of what the security people had to deal with. One of my good friends is coming on the on the podcast at some point in time, Jesse Beasley, who runs Private Protective Services, where they outfoot bouncers and security people to pr- protect bars and whatever else and check IDs and card people and, and this, that, or the other thing. And, I mean, just at the places that I was working, you know, one of the, one of the door guys got exposed to somebody's blood that had a rather virulent immunodeficiency disease, if you, you know what I'm trying to say. And, I mean, I've had them um, trying to break up, you know, fights between two very, very large women that are just trying to kill each other, and they're like you know, aunt and niece or whatever, you know, and they're in a fist fight. I mean, the amount of stuff that they have to go through is just absolutely bananas. And the fact that you guys take some of that heat off the guys that are hanging behind the bar, kudos to you. Absolutely. I can't agree more. I think that, uh, and, and where that comes into place is the, uh, the doormen and the uh, guys that run security and the bar backs. They are the heart and everything that goes into the bar. And people look at the bartender, and you can throw anyone behind a bar. Anybody. And as long as they can pour a vodka fucking soda and pop a Bud Light. Sorry, what's in a vodka soda? Exactly. But you have guys on the front lines. And in what Johnny's saying, I mean, I can't agree more. I cannot agree more. If if I didn't have the team that I had in, in past places... There would, there would be no chance for a business. Nothing. And, and there is no more truth in that than anything. I, I'm telling you right now. I mean, I think guys that are running these shows and security and door guys or barbacks, uh, well, they need that, more recognition. Yes. They do. Absolutely. They deserve well, way more. Well, with that being said, let's, uh, let's do a shot for those guys. Dang. My favorite shot is... Whatever you order, <laughs> it is it is something specific you Sweaty have in mind. Lumberjack. I, well, that's that's the thing. Bartenders usually what their cocktails are when they drink at home or when they go out is something simple. Vodka soda. I They're was, whiskey uh, seven. Yeah. Jack and Coke. Spot on, dude. Sometimes like beer. I think the one people doing that want really want to impress the person next to them. I think the and, one that stands out to me on that is I was bartending at a. Um, private club here in superior i'm not going to or over in superior i'm not going to name uh it's a private club older gentleman came up and he was always a vodka crayon drinker uh maybe had a tom collins every once in a while he comes in he yeah he, he was a little distressed he comes in a little distressed he's like i want a shot I'm like, if you got a tom collins i respect you yeah i'm like uh what, what what do you what do you want a shot of what do you like he's like i don't care whatever you do a shot of so i break out the jack daniels pour him a shot he's like oh i can't do that i was like man up that's what i do <laughs> This is all I drink is Jack Daniels straight up. <laughs> yeah. You look like Jack Daniels himself. <laughs> I'm sorry, but we're not going to make you some fruity shot. shot. What's your favorite shot? 
It's normally what you drink right. in the dark right. to decompress with yes. a beer totally. with total silence. And, and usually when you order and cry. Some, yeah, yeah, and cry. And cry. Right. <laughs> and when you, All right, so um to so to the door guys. To the you. door guys. And the then you know what to the heart the of the industry. Thank the heart for... of the industry. Because they are. Yes. They yeah. totally are because you wouldn't have a bar without them. That wasn't coronavirus, that was just tequila. Kidding. I do want to know, Austin, what your favorite story is. It could be bad, it could be good. Like First one that comes to mind. Going to the bar every Tuesday. I used to go to a bar that I was frequenting at, and we knew the bartender very well. You know, regulars. We used to spend a shit ton of money, hundreds of dollars. We'd tip the bartender hundreds of dollars. And uh, we go in there every Tuesday, and we chant Tuesday, booze day, Tuesday, booze day. Oh my and God! We nobody's thought of that. Before. Yeah, but we have Monday but and in Sunday this, fun day, but nobody's but doing in Tuesday this, booze day. But this specific bar, me and my buddy were the we're only ones Tuesday, chanting it. We we're the only ones chanting it. Tuesday booze day was just between me and a buddy, and it was just like this lame ass thing and the next thing you know you have like four regulars and then five and six whatever and uh i keep i i'd keep on playing um um it, the band free or was it uh the free by america i don't know like one of these stupid songs no it was like this like old school rock and roll song and i kept on playing it and we got to this point where like all of our friends was coming we were we were chanting you know, Tuesday, booze day. And my, the bartender, Montana, she skipped my song. And I was like, heartbroken. I was heartbroken. Oh. I was crushed. And, and, and as a bartender now, I'm like, fuck, I'm going to skip your song if it's just like this not like, we're not, we're not sitting here going to talk about, you know, your life problems. Or we're not going to sit here and, you know, wallow in your whatever the hell it is. So Tuesday, But she skipped day. my song. Also, please jukebox responsibly. If you're the type of person that like gets on your TouchTunes app and plays like a shitty song just because you know a bartender's sitting there, don't do that shit. Right. Like, but it was a Tuesday. crushing moment, this and is what I you learned a lot on Tuesday Booze Day. And I and I learned a lot from that though. It, it was a, it was an enlightening moment. Yeah, it crushed me, and I went home and I I wallowed and I I, I didn't go out that next week, and then it was it hit me. It was like you know. We're gonna, we're gonna. Everyone's gonna play Boston and Queen, you know, Bohemian Rhapsody and what's the Boston song everyone plays? Um, um, more than a feeling. More than a feeling. More than a feeling. No, oh, not that even one. that one. Um, uh, no, it's. Um, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know the one you're talking about. It has an awesome intro. And if you and heard it, you'd be like, turn the song, turn it off. Yeah. But we played it to the point where the bartender was like, you know what? It is at that caliber. We don't want it. And I remember thinking, you know, we don't need that. You know? So um, that that was a moving point. But the first time I ever got knocked out was... Um, was this on a Tuesday booze day? It was. Okay. It was on a Tuesday booze day. So the, which, which rallies in with the Tuesday booze day thing. I just love the Tuesday booze day The thing. Tuesday yes. booze day thing Did was said a person big... have a step ladder? No. And, the, and actually... <laughs> I never knew my real ladder. Ironically, you asshole, that person was very small. 
So this is where it hurts my feelings, you dickhead. Sorry. Um, Johnny, you jerk. Uh, <laughs> I was outside smoking a cigarette, and uh, I had uh, two ex-Marines. Uh, they were out there having a smoke. One guy, you know, he was um, Caucasian. He was huge. He was like 6'5". And then his buddy was Hispanic. And he was like 5'4", five, 5'3". Five, My wife towers over him. And she's tiny. So I lean over to a friend of mine and I go, you know, I'm talking, we're having a smoke. And this guy goes, that guy's a bitch. This little 5'3", five, 5'4 five, guy. And I'm like, oh, I laughed. I go, if, you're, if I'm a bitch, you're a bitch. And I'm just joking, right? I'm, I'm having a smoke. The guy absolutely crushes me. Come to find out he's an ex-Marine, right? And the guy just crushes me. I'm laying in a heap of my body and lawn chairs and I'm like well this is a humbling moment <laughs> I'm never going to call anybody a bitch ever again and that was one of the biggest moving moments of my life and I will carry for forever is the fact that you never know who you're going to meet no. you never know who you're going to talk to and even me talking to someone else saying well if I'm a bitch I'm, you're a bitch jokingly Dude, you're talking to someone who's military trained or whatever and PTSD or whatever the hell it is. Some people are joking. Right. And he clocked me. And you know what's cool is the guy came to me a week later. And I was fine. I got up and I was like ready to fight. My stepdad's out there. He kicked his flip-flops off. He's ready to fucking rock and roll. And I'm like, Dad, like you're going Goku on this guy. Like, are you kidding me? Like, dude, like get back in the bar, right? So I go in the bar and I'm like, same thing at a family reunion before, right? (laughs) So this one is funny. I'm I'm sitting in the office like, God, the guy pushed me. Come to find out, he actually punched me right in the face, and I was fine. But he came back a week later and he apologized and he was like, Man, look, dude, I'm sorry, I was super drunk. Whatever the situation was, ba ba da ba ba da ba. For him and I to give a hug and a handshake, are you kidding me, man? That goes miles and miles and miles. And he represented his Marine Corps and everything that went along with it. And that was huge for me and him both. So that that was like one thing that happened, you know, behind closed doors, right? I I mean, I got knocked out. I I broke lawn chairs. Dude, 5'3", he was tiny. He crushed me. Yeah, I'm 6'6". So, six. Something I have learned in my 37 years on board this flying rock through space uh, is you do not underestimate the little guys. Those he little don't. guys will fuck you up like a spider monkey. And he did. This flying rock through space, he did. that's super phys- philosophical for you, Dave. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. It's, it's, it's literally what we're on. We're on a flying rock through space. Uh, we're, we're on board this in a way, Thanks. a space station. Yeah. And we have no control of where we're going. Sounds no, so deep. No. And I think so deep is a good kind of like it. Deep is a good thing. Um, so let, let me ask you a question. So the, the 20-some years that you've been bartending, I'm sure it's hit you a couple times that you just got to get out of this gig. You're tired of it. You, you, I'm sure you've been fed up with it. What keeps you going? That's a great question. That sir. is a fucking fantastic question. Um, so my mother is a raging alcoholic, and so is my father. <laughs> they spend their entire lives in bars, and I think maybe we all 
can agree to that no. with our fucking families. Yeah. Well, I mean, okay, I here we are. Drunks go to bars, alcoholics go to meetings. Yes, but you know, whatever the hell it is, right? Right. And normal people drink their problems away like you're supposed to. My first diaper was changed on a pool table. My parents are married in a bar, at the bottom of a bar. My life has been in bars from literally day Sorry, one. Sorry, I, I was taking a drink, but when you say in the bottom of the bar, were they both laying on the floor? Because they're so <laughs> drunk? No, the basement. Oh, <laughs> the basement of the bar. Basement. But no, no, no. It's funny you ask that. They definitely did lay down on the bar, and they definitely did do what they do. Okay. okay, so they started in Colorado, banged in Colorado, got married in the bottom of Colorado, <laughs> moved to Duluth, Minnesota. They bartended and worked their way through the bar industry forever. I mean, I'm talking the third rock. I mean, I, I, I remember playing pool and getting my diaper changed and all these different things in third rock. Did you rock. say third rock? Yeah. Over in Superior? Yeah. 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 Worked there. So, yeah. And uh, you're talking about uh, what, Toby? You know. Anyways, it doesn't yes, matter. Yes, Toby. Anyways, um, a uh, lot of experiences before I was of age to bartend. I mean, I'm talking like <sighs> calling bars as a child, trying to get a hold of my parents. I mean, I'm talking like trying to reach out and find where my parents are, but I'm calling bars and I'm all apart bars, right? So. Bars have been a part of my life since the beginning of my life. Before I was a twinkle in my daddy's eye, before I was running down his leg, uh, I was in more bars. More like an itch in his and I, Exactly. And we are all the same. And that's what's beautiful about this entire thing is we all are a part of that same fucking thing. Absolutely. And you no, know what? Are. It's not a bad thing. It's a beautiful thing. So something, this might take us off topic just a bit. You know, one of the good things about what's going on with the quarantine and whatnot is a lot of people are getting back to their roots right now. Figuring out what's important as far as family and whatnot, which has to do with what you were saying. So instead of the, uh, I I say instead of the COVID-19 outbreak, we just start going with the corona reset. That's almost as catchy as booze day Tuesday booze no, day. No, well, we're we're totally keeping right. booze day Tuesday as well. Corona Tuesday booze. But it's just remember Tuesday booze day. No, not booze day Tuesday. Tuesday booze day. Wait, 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 wait. Time out. Time out. Have you guys really never heard of that? No, never. Oh my god, this is the most beautiful. I thought you guys were harassing me and like joking. No, we're actually never heard of that. Tuesday booze day was a major thing. All right, so we're getting to that point. Uh, we're going to have Johnny get us one last shot. Uh, that's going to be the closing shot for tonight's podcast. While he's getting that together, um, I just uh, it's, it's kind of a good question we ask here on the podcast. You've, you're on your third bar. You have experience. If I was to give you a bank account with unlimited amount of money, what kind of themed bar would you make? And where? I would uh, take whatever money that was given unlimited unlimited that's an easy question i used to say a million but then it was pointed out that a million dollars in a new construction project can disappear real quick that's a, that's, a, that's an easy that's an easy answer um like doctor it would Evil. easily go to billy's 
It'd easily go to my um, my father's company, who has worked. He has worked timeless twenty years. What I mean, would I'm, you what would you do for an what, improvement in that? New flooring, new carpeting, new paint, new tap system, new keg room, new bathroom tile, which everything that I am naming off right now, I'm already doing with my own money. What I would do is... What's going to make it fun? What's going to make it fun is the place itself makes it fun. I don't need a million dollars. I don't need nothing. And that's the fucking truth. Okay. Sir, I gotta say, you're the first self-made man, man. Of the salute of all the podcasts Cheers. we've done, that is the most honest the answer. Cheers. Cheers to you. I don't need nobody's money. I just need myself and everyone else that fucking does it with me. Cheers. That's why we do this together. It's a community that brings it all together. We don't need a million dollars. You just need people to show up. I need no, not even people to show up. I need people to believe and know that we are your home, your home. That's kind of where I was going. With that. Right, and, and your and, and yes, people to show up. <laughs> <laughs> Move it on. Well, also, it's been a pleasure having you on the podcast, dude. It's been awesome. It really has, man. It's I, I really wish I could have went to those bars you worked in in L.A. They sound like they were great bars. Um, we're definitely, when bars open back up, we're definitely going to come out to Billy's. It's fantastic. <laughs> I mean, they got a great... breathing into the... They got a great fireplace. They got great food. You know. We're getting there. We, 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 we just revamped the kitchen. We just revamped the whole thing. And what, The food is different. If you've been there before, come again. What kind of food? Everything we we have bar food, and the thing is, is we are going to switch that up. Do you have lobster? Have, we do not have lobster. <laughs> you like that answer? <laughs> um, <laughs> I love how you put that. Dude. That was awesome. <laughs> we have uh, everything but what you, you want. I love bar food. Um, what we do have is breakfast all day. And we are going to have a limited menu. We're not going to compete with everybody else. We're not going to have all this glamorous fucking food. What we are going to have is going to have a limited menu with what you want. You come in there, you're going to drink for cheap, strong, delicious cocktails and good tap beer. And you are going to have an awesome breakfast at fucking 5 o'clock in the afternoon. Or whatever the hell it is you want. And a burger or whatever you want. But we are going to cater to you, not to what everyone else wants. So if you I will want, say one thing, my friend. Your Bloody Mary mix is on fucking point. Our, our Bloody Mary mix is incredible. It needs, it needs it's incredible. Seasoning. And the bartender is like, okay, that's for you, not me. And everyone else is super happy with what we have. But all you have to do is ask. And, you know, our, 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 our Bloody Mary mix is in-house. It is custom. It is a secret recipe. But for me, is I'm a pickle whore. And I love pickles. And I love limes. I'm a little dirty. I knew you were dirty like that. I'm a dirty slut. I got a jar. Pickles make a Bloody Mary. That's just what it is. It is. And now that you talk to me like that. I want more pickle. <laughs> anyway, man, your food's great. <laughs> our food is, 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 is and, and you know what? I'm going to tell you right now, Johnny, is uh, our food 
has completely changed, especially with my buddy Rob. Rob Abrahamson, he has come up. He has been a big, huge thing in Duluth, Minnesota. He's worked in all sorts of different restaurants. And the guy has taken the restaurant and revamped the entire menu. Great. Okay. And I have been there to support him. And we have deep cleaned and we have scrubbed and we have limited and we have everything that you can imagine in the kitchen. This guy is amazing. This guy's food knowledge is unbelievable. I'm, I'm and I'm telling you right now, you have him cook for you. You can be like, who's the stoner in the kitchen? Because goddamn. Am I impressed with what I have? Well, nobody knows food like a stoner. I'm excited. So, He's amazing. Um, again, be sure to check out Billy's when the quarantine is over from uh, the COVID. Now until question mark. The, the COVID-19 outbreak. You know, let's say we're not open back up. You know, we can't go back to bars till like next January, February. Billy's is at the start of the Bear Grease, so uh, be sure to go there and check out the sled races. But don't pet a sled dog. done here. So, from Barstool Banter, I'm your host, Dave. And Nikki. And, uh, of course, we got Johnny. Hello, everybody. Thank you for listening. And Austin, thank you very much for coming on. Uh, This is not the end of the evening, but this is the end of the podcast.